True Ballers podcast. It's been it's been a little while. It's been, it's been like probably like a month. We've been busy. We've been in the lab, just kind of cranking out the numbers, getting down to the nitty gritty here. Final four games, four or five games coming up. Like the final pretty much week and a half of regular season NBA. Then we got some playing games, some juicy matchups in those seven, eight, nine, and ten uh seeds and then we got the playoffs and it's gonna be a crazy year we got so many injuries so many things to talk about to catch up on um yeah i've missed you guys i've missed this forum this setting to just i'm sure today's gonna be heated we got a lot of pent-up emotion going on here and uh yeah why don't we start off with we just so happy mother's day we're recording this on on mother's day uh, happy Mother's Day to everyone's, you know, mothers, wives. Even though I know, I know most of our listeners out there are are are, are uh, guys. So make sure you're treating your your woman uh, well today. And uh, yeah, and so we just came off of that 3:30 p.m. Eastern time, uh, huge dub the Knicks against the Los Angeles Los Angeles Clippers. We were talking before we got on air. The Knicks are now a game and a half above the Hawks for the. For the four seed, an important, a really, really important seeding placement over there in the East because, like we're talking about, like we were talking about earlier, the Heat are on the come up. They're looking healthy. Jimmy Butler is starting to put the team on his back and making an All NBA type push for himself. Um, and they're just looking, they're looking back to form a little bit. Uh, so we don't want to play them. We need to play the Hawks. I think we need to be, I think four or five with the Hawks gets us at least a chance a chance at a, at a first round uh first round playoff victory and then we'll see who you know we'll t- take it from there step by step day by day game by game it's going to be a tough road but hey the improvement man the improvement this year is crazy it's absolutely insane Harry, i want to give a shout out to a mother that we've mentioned before on this podcast i want to give a shout out to julius randall's mom okay hey, happy mother's day to you and i owe the knicks and Julius Randall apology. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna stand up. I'm not gonna actually stand up because I'm gonna be out of the camera. But I'm gonna say, okay, Julius Randall, you deserved to be an All Star this year. I was wrong. I will put my hat in my hand, and I will say that you have probably not not just because of your first half, but honestly, more because of your second half. You have wowed me. You've showed out. It's not just been a ten game, twenty game run. You've had a great season. Keep it going. Give a new chance and your boys in New York a shot. But we all know that Brooklyn's going to win anyway. But I'll leave it there. So but happy Mother's Day, Julius Randall's mom, Mrs. So Mrs. Randall. Chris, I'll give you a chance to uh, disappoint Knicks fans again. Uh, first team All NBA for for Julius here. You know, if they broke it down, if they broke it down properly, then no. But I wouldn't doubt it if he gets some votes. I wouldn't doubt it if he gets some votes. I feel like I feel like the he's big definitely push, all NBA though. He's, he's definitely he's all, one he's of all the, NBA second he's, team if not first, yeah. right? I would say they're going to give him second team. First team, first team's tough to get. First team's uh, that's 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 pretty rarefied air. If he gets first team, then I, you know what? If he gets first team, I won't even I won't even go off on it about. It. If he gets first team, he's carried what I thought was going to be the worst team in the league to a four seed. So you know what, Julius Randle, if the media votes you in. You deserve it. And, and also because it's mother, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Randall, to your boy and to your Knicks. All the boys. Let's go. go for Let's it. Let's go. 
I love it. See, Chris, this is the energy that I needed from you early in the season. But you know what? You, you stuck to your wits. And, you know, now that you realize you were wrong, you, you, you're coming forward and, 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 you're, and you're not apologizing, but you're giving. You're, you're giving admitting Julius you're wrong. Okay? It was wrong. It was wrong. Julius Randle deserved to be an all-star. So, I'll say I'm, I'm, I'm standing right up to the plate. Listen, hey, right that's part of growth. That's part of development. That's key, bro. So I uh, definitely appreciate that. You know how I feel about Julius. Keep doing your thing, bro. You got another big one, as Harry G just said, in L.A. Four games left in the season. We're going to play the Lakers, who've been stumbling, bumbling, and dropping the ball. Kyle Kuzma can't seem to find the basket right now. You got Anthony Davis, who just came back from about two months off. LeBron James says he's never going to be the same again. So a lot has happened since our last episode. But Harry G, our last episode with Let's Talk Sports, Matt Savage, the Knicks were cruising. They were grooving. They were winning like seven or eight in a row. And, yep. you know, they continue to win. So big ups to all my haters. Let's go, Knicks. Let's go. Let's go. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, we've definitely been on hiatus for a while. As Aben just said, we've, we've kind of skipped from, I think, the last time us the last time us three got together so the last pod we did was with matt savage let's talk sports shout out to shout out to him and uh let's talk sports over there and that was when the knicks were on like you said a benz i think eight or nine game winning streak um probably a few weeks ago now and the last time we were together was the week before that probably a month ago so yeah we've been we haven't had the chance to talk about the lakers I'm with you guys, I, or I'm, I I don't know, Chris, what your thoughts are with it, LeBron. Without Le, without LeBron, obviously it's impo- it looks like an impossible task for them. But I don't know if you're thinking LeBron is just kind of milking this injury a little bit, maybe like maybe he's just kind of giving us, you know, I'm never gonna be the same again. So that when he comes out firing in the playoffs, in the championship, everyone's like, oh my god, and he's injured. And it adds to his, you know, legacy versus Jordan or something like that. But hey, I'm not gonna speculate. I'm not gonna call the man a liar. But I, I could see that happening. What are your thoughts? You really look at it, but yeah, no, definitely. He's also. A, a but he's milking player. it. I, I, I think he got injured, but I think he's milking it a little bit. Chris, I, w- I would like to hear. I'll, I feel like you might agree with that. I'd like I to hear. We should put Ross on the podcast. I, I don't think he's Ross really milking. thinks he's milking it. <laughs> I don't think I'm not. I'm not gonna use the phrase that he's milking it. But what I think is LeBron James. For how good he is on the court, his mind and the team he has around him are just as good off the court. And I'm not going to say he's milking it, but he's framing it. He's a genius at doing this no matter what happens. Because I feel like even when they lost to Golden State, he went out. And I mean, when you watched it with your eyes, you just said LeBron James didn't have that great of a series. But even, even so, in some of the garbage time minutes, he was able to kind of really elevate his stats and and I'm not saying that he's doing that intentionally necessarily, but then at the end of the game, you kind of come off it and say, Hey, I had, I averaged 30 in a triple double and, you know, or, or near a triple double when we had, we happened to lose, you know, but I did my part. I feel like with LeBron, he's framing it well. I think a high ankle sprain is nothing to bleep, like nothing to bleep. That's, that's a real deal injury. That's a tough one to come back from. They have to make a push. I think they're resigned to the fact that they're going to be in a playing game. And I think that LeBron James never thought, especially after his quote last year of loving the idea of a play-in tournament <laughs> and play-in games and whatnot, he did not think in any way, shape, or form that he was going to A, get hurt, or B, end up actually playing in this kind of situation. But back against the wall, one game, we've seen what LeBron can do in game sevens. We know what he's about in elimination games. 
contrary to what I just said before, the man is dangerous, period. So is he milking it? I'm not going to say he's milking it, but I think at the end of the day, he knows the only thing that's important is winning championships. And I think if people, if he's, if people think he's looking for a pass because of his injury or whatever, then I think they're wrong. Cause at the end of the day, that team, as you look at it and how it's constituted, it's not the best team in the league. It's not the best team in the West. And especially if, and, and the bottom line to me was it wasn't just about LeBron James being healthy. Anthony Davis has been not himself all year. He hasn't been outright bad, but he has not been himself. And if they wanted to win a championship this year, they need an Anthony Davis to be peak Anthony Davis and need LeBron James healthy. And right now they have neither of those two things. So they're, they're in trouble, but they're going to make it into the dance. I know that for a fact. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a good way of putting it. Why, he's framing it. He's framing the situation. But there is also something to be said, and I know Aben's, you know, you're talking about Ross a little bit. And I know what Ross's thoughts are. Um, my brother is that there are players right now, like a James Harden, who are injured, air quotes. If you're not watching us on YouTube, we got air quotes going. Injured James Harden that – you know, had an injury, had a, had a soft little hamstring, I think it's a hamstring injury, and then claims that during rehabilitation, re-hurt himself to the point where he hasn't played in the past, like, two weeks. And I feel like I've seen a lot of great players this year getting, getting quote-unquote, injured, and I wonder just how severe those injuries have been this year. And that's why I use the term milking it as in – they know that it's to your point. They know what's important. The playoffs are important. They don't need to come out here and win games. The play in games do, do change things though. And I think, thank God that they, thank God they made that rule. That was, that's a, that's a season saving change. I think, cause this season has been like, I've went on a rant rants before this season has been terrible in terms of quality of play. Um, players that are the best players actually being able to play being injured taking off resting not playing back-to-backs kd i guess started playing back-to-backs recently but before then like i don't know if he played a back-to-back all season up until a couple weeks ago so it's it's absolutely like just been a horrible season from that standpoint so i think the play on playing game saved it by just adding something fun and exciting like a one game one game one round uh, win, win or go home kind of, kind of feel. And yeah, LeBron doesn't want to play in that. He thought it was a great idea when he didn't think he was going to be having to play in them. And he's like, you know, I'll just be the one seed until I retire. But now that he's got to play in it, he's like, Oh crap. Like, yeah. Like I guess theoretically I could lose the play in game as the seven seed and the next game, you know, you never know. And then they're out of the playoffs. Hey Benz, what are your thoughts on the play in game? So, I mean, let me touch on LeBron real quick. And I don't think he's milking it. And I don't even think he's framing it. But it is LeBron, so he's got away with his methods. Um, I think he realizes, you know, he tried coming back. Team isn't playing that well. I think he realized, you know what, we're probably not going to get that fourth seed. We're probably not going to secure that fifth seed either. So what's the next best thing? All right, let me rest up. You know, Washington played the two games. Wasn't as explosive. Still was running the offense. Um, so even at his limited capacity, he could still play – um, you know, decent to, you know, so far basketball. But right now, I think the key is for him to just get healthy. It is a high ankle sprain. If you watch the play itself, it's not one of those ankle sprains you like to see. Um, 
So, and he's getting older in age as well. So the body takes a little longer to recuperate, but we know that LeBron puts millions and millions and millions of dollars into, into his body each year. Um, so listen, the play-in tournament, the way it works, the way I see it is they're most likely going to end up in that seventh seed. So boom, you win the first game when you play the eighth seed. Right now, they'd be, they'd be playing the Warriors as of today. I think they could still beat the Warriors with a healthy um, Anthony Davis, uh, so part LeBron. Dennis Schroeder isn't there right now, but he'll be coming back. Um, and they still have some really solid pieces out there. Uh, Andre Drummond hasn't played to his to his capability, so he needs to step it up. Kuzma needs to step it up as well, who I think is going to be on a trade block this year. Definitely going to be some trade, uh, well, this summer, um, some trade bait, just because he's not performing. I- I'm sorry, I can't, give, I can't keep giving this guy passes. It, it's, it's funny, he's consistent with the change in the hair color, but he's not really consistent with the scoring. <laughs> But hey, that's neither so not here that there. consistent with the hair color, I guess. You could listen, say. <laughs> that's, like I said, that's neither here nor there. Let me get back to the uh, playing tournament. I think they can beat the Warriors if the Warriors get the eighth seed. If Memphis gets it, or if the Spurs get get it, I still think they'll be successful. They'll win that game, and they won't really have to worry about it. Worst case scenario, they'll play the ten or the ninth seed, whoever wins that matchup. Um, so they have a second opportunity. Um, but it's gonna be tough, man. The West is tough. You got the Suns. You got the Utah Jazz, top two teams, but beatable teams. You know, I'd rather have them in the first round than a team like the L.A. Clippers, um, who uh, has fallen to what the the fourth seed now, the third seed, the third the third seed. I think they're three. I think Denver's four. I I really think the L.A. Clippers and the Denver Nuggets out west, even though the Denver Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray anymore, are the two most dangerous teams right now. I I really do. I mean. I watch this guy Joker play every night now, it seems like. And that, man, it is a show to watch him play, just the way he controls the whole game. So, you know, and the Clippers, they'll get Serge Ibaka back. They're very tough already. They lead the league in three-point percentage. Um, and they got a bunch of dogs out there too. So, And they got Lou. So, you know, he's got a ring under uh, under his little uh, realm, something uh, Doc didn't have. So, well, he did. But uh, – more recently with top-notch players. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. But I, I actually, I'm, I, if I'm, I mean, I don't know if I'd rather play the Clippers, but I feel like I'd rather play the Nuggets than the Suns without Jamal Murray. That's my thought, just because you have Chris Paul on that team who hasn't, you know, hasn't been able to get there, hasn't been able to make a finals appearance in his long, long and great career, one of the best point guards we've ever seen. And he's coming to the end of the line eventually. I don't know when it's going to be. Apparently, this guy is just getting better and better in his, what, 17th, 18th season at this point. But, you know, he knows it's coming He's it's coming down to the wire for him. So I would not want to play a team like that with a guy like Chris Paul running the offense. If I'm not, especially with the depth that you just talked about, with Kyle Kuzma not performing, uh, you know, Caruso is Caruso. Andre Drummond not playing to his potential. All these guys, you know, the only one that you could really count on to go get a bucket besides AD and LeBron is Dennis Schroeder. And so when you only have three guys that could really that you could really count on every like night in, night out, I just get worried when you have a whole team that, yeah, like you can't, they're not an individual scoring team. They play, they move the ball, they play really well, really good basketball. Uh, so I would be very nervous. If I'm a Lakers fan, if you're playing the set, I, yeah. That, and to your point, like, that's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the playing game. 
I'm worried about that first round against the 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 uh, Suns or the uh, the Utah Jazz. And and I completely agree. And Chris, before you jump in, listen, you want to beat LeBron and AD in four games. Eventually, Kuz will show up. KCP will show up. Uh, Montrezl Harrell is another one that's going to show up. So they don't have to show up in every game. As long as they show up in two or three games, like Kyle Lowry did a couple years back when he was in the finals, I think they'll be good. Chris? I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I don't think – I mean, I feel like this is the same kind of thing we discussed about. If, if LeBron James is 90% of himself or even 85% of himself, we, do, we did this every year when LeBron was in the East. It's like, oh, the Atlanta Hawks, are they going to they, – they, you know, Damari Carroll, is he a LeBron stopper? Is, is anyone a LeBron stopper? Is this person a LeBron stopper? Is, this, is that person a LeBron stopper? The answer is there's no one that can actually stop him when he's relatively healthy. And I look at the Phoenix Suns, and I think it's just going to be a lot of LeBron iso up the court, having a nice high pick and roll, and they're going to play that, I think, a pretty fair amount, especially late in like the first game if they do get to it, and just say, hey, how are you going to stop this? How are you going to stop this? And most of the time, people just don't have an answer. I think Utah would be a more of an issue just because they have Rudy Gobert playing down low, but Phoenix wouldn't scare me. As, and because the Lakers are where they are, I, I think as long as they can avoid Utah early, they can still make a run. Because, I mean, even the benefit to them would be that they wouldn't actually have to face Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz were playing the best team basketball till the, the Western Conference Finals in that case. But even so, I mean, they're going to have a tough go of it. This is not going to be like last year where they got Portland and then potentially it was – it was uh, – why is it escaping me at this point? Can't, can't hear you, Vince, but anyway. Houston, Houston. Houston, yeah. At the end of the day, LeBron's going to be tough to stop. If, you, if someone's not playing good team basketball, if they're – but you're right. I think when it comes down to it, if you have the Dennis Schroeder game, I feel like, like you're saying, Ben, you're spot on with all this. A lot of these role players, they just need to have the one game that's going to be able to put them forward enough and make them good enough to beat someone. I mean, we've been saying that with LeBron for a while. It was the Mike Miller game. It was the, it was the, you know, it was the Ray Allen shot game. It was the this person game. It's the that person game. It's the Mario Chalmers game. There's a lot of different ways that you can go about it. So, I'm not overly concerned about it for the Lakers, but I just think that come second round, third round. If they don't have to face the Suns, then the Clippers are going to be a test, and the Clippers want them bad, mm-hmm. and Utah is just going to be tough. So, I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that by saying, first of all, that to compare that East that Eastern Conference for the past ten years to the Western Conference that we have this year is just laughable. Like it's not even close to the and the and the competition that the Lakers played last year because they were the one seed. I think was just the path that they had to the finals was just worlds easier than it's going to be this year. I agree. And, and their team is worse in my opinion without, and, and you know, what's funny. I think not having like a Rondo is going to really hurt them. Not having another leader besides LeBron, because what they're going to do, Chris, is they're going to say, all right, we can't stop LeBron. So everyone else beat us. He's going to kick it out to KCP and KCP is going to have those open shots at the end of games. Can he hit them? Maybe, maybe not. He did last year. He was big for them last year. Yeah, but AD and LeBron were were a hundred percent in the bubble, and they played there. To my, to what I'm saying is that their path was just worlds easier than it's going to be this year. They're going to have the Suns, the Clippers, 
maybe the Nuggets. They might have three of the top four seeds if they yeah. want to make the finals. I, I just think, though, that at the end of the day, the Clippers are a team they don't want to face. And the only person who can actually no. lay yeah. a claim <laughs> – lay a claim at being LeBron stopper is Kawhi Leonard. That's the only person who can lay a legitimate claim at saying that. Because even Andre Iguodala, LeBron still averaged, what, 27-plus points and still was doing his thing. I mean, there's there's not much else to say about it. Completely agree. And then, you know what? And that's the Lakers. But you, you bring up Kawhi Leonard, which is a, another team we I want to kind of touch on because we, we touched on them earlier a lot this season. Um, but we really didn't touch much on them after. I don't know what it is, man, but I just – is Kawhi – I don't know. Is it me or is Kawhi getting older, it seems like, on that court? I feel like he's getting injured a lot more. I don't see him playing with the same athleticism I used to. And, I, hey, listen, I know everybody ages differently. The body reacts differently. He has a lot of load management um, games this year where he hasn't played. But I've seen him play on the national uh, circuit. I saw him on TNT. I saw him on Tuesday night TNT I, I saw him today I don't know what it is man it's something I uh, I can't put my hand on it but it's not the same Kawhi that I that I grew to know when he was in Toronto when he was really carrying that team when he was on the Spurs um and I know I know what is he uh 32 now 31 32 like yeah that. yeah but I'll tell you yeah, what it is Evans. he doesn't care about the regular season I think he's been done caring about the regular season for the longest time. And that Clippers team is deep. And yeah, they are good. Yeah. yeah. They, he can just sit back and relax, and they're 22 games over 500. It's that easy. And that, that circling back to our Julius Randle discussion at the beginning, that's what gets me annoyed when there's a lot of people who are like, well, you know, Kawhi probably deserves first team all NBA. And it's like, for, for what? What has he done all season? And yeah, he could be just saving it for the playoffs, but I agree with A-Benz that like watching him today, I was like, oh, we can handle this guy? Like we were able to play with him even when he was on the court, not sitting back, not relaxing, like him and PG out there. There's something about them that once you figure out how to break them down a little bit, they seem to be they seem to fold pretty quickly. And that's what scares me about about rooting for the Clippers here. And, and to the point of you speaking, they are deep, Chris, and I, and I would have to agree with that. But listen, man, if you're going to tell me I'm going to have to, you know, I'm as, as an opponent, I'll live with them being deep with, uh, what's his name, Pat Beverly. Um, they got a, what's his name, Rajon Rondo. And they got a, a, the, the goggle guy now. Uh, what's his dude's name? Uh, they're starting point guard right now. Um, oh, Jackson. Yeah, uh, Jackson. Reggie Jack. Yeah. Reggie Jackson. I'll live, I'll live with those three guys on the court doing whatever the they have. Batum. <laughs> yeah, I, I listen. I'll, I'll live with those guys. Um, I just think that when it comes to the playoffs, we saw what happened last year with the Nuggets. We talked about PG over and over and over again, about him showing up in the big games in the playoffs. And you got to understand, playoffs, it's a lot more half court. It's not going to be all this freedom. So people are going to have to big, hit big shots. I'm not saying they're not deep. But I'm saying I live with those guards, those guards shooting when Kawhi is getting double team or uh, what's his name is getting double team PG. I think Serge is going to be big because I, I really do think he actually does stretch the floor out. But those other pieces, I mean, eh, you know, eh, well, who's their big? Uh, what's his name? Uh, if it's a Zubox. Zubox. 
And I'm not afraid of Zubox if I'm AD, if I'm the Joker. You know, the Joker abused him last year in the bubble. We saw it. Nobody could stop it, not even Mont- Montrez. Um, so for the bigs, I, I feel like, yeah, they, they, they are deep, but is it the right deep? I don't know. I don't, they don't have that three-point shooter that's just going to change the whole game up for them. So, I, I, you know, I think they're beatable. I think right now, honestly, what do we say? Utah is the number one seed, so the road's going to be through Utah, in Utah, with that fan base, with all those shooters. Clarkson's been bowling out. Um, that team just plays stupendous. Mitchell hasn't been there. But I really think that's the team right now out west that, you know, is the most solid. They're the most healthy. And, and hey, listen, it's going to be a tough road through Utah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and you know, everything you're saying, everything we're talking about right now, just it, the West is so crazy. Like anybody, like that's what I really think. I really believe anybody can win this year. I honestly believe in the Nuggets without Jamal Murray. I don't think that they will win, but I don't think you can count them out. And I would not, I think A-Benz, you said it earlier, I would not want to play Nikola Jokic in the playoffs this year. He so... Is- the West is, is wide open, and you're saying that anyone can win, but you're forgetting about a big, bad team across the river in New York called the Brooklyn Nets. I'm talking, the we- I'm talking about the West. Okay. I'm talking about the West, bro. Okay. I'm not talking about the finals. I'm not talking <laughs> about the finals. Yeah, right. We'll get what? there. But you know what, we'll Chris? I, I, think, I think that's great because, like, those are the teams in the West. Those are the real – I mean, hey, big shout-out to Seth Curry. Cause he's been bowling out. Um, but Hey, listen, I'm sorry, Warrior land. I'm sorry, Warrior fans. Y'all had your fun. You had your four or five years um, where you went to the chip, you know, you didn't win every year, but you won more than you lost. So, you know, Steph is doing great things out there. Unfortunately, I don't think they have enough that well, no, I, it's not, I don't think they don't have enough. Um, and for the trailblazers, the other team that was on my mind, they're the trailblazers. They don't I mean, have enough either. They don't have enough either. <laughs> Put they it have simply, Dame, man. They don't have enough. It's only so much Dame can do. Dame's getting older. Um, a lot of losses in his uh, life this in the past couple of months. So, you know, prayers to, to Dame. But, hey, listen, y'all don't have enough. So that's the West Coast. I mean, we're looking at what we thought would be the top four teams anyways. The Utah Jazz, the L.A. Clippers. The Suns? I don't think Suns. any of us thought the Suns in the beginning of the season. Well, well let's do a stat reference. I think we had them. I think we had them maybe eleven, like me and you, A Benz, and, and we were high on them. I think Chris was like, "Nah, like no way." If I remember correctly. Well, let me double check with my stats, guys. Double but the Suns are the in there. Um, and then a puncher's chance to whoever the fifth seed is. Yeah, I mean, well, so, so not this is, seed, but theoretically. This, so, 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 yeah. I mean, that's 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 my point. Like, you kind of have five or. Yeah, five teams that I really like wouldn't be shocked if any of them made it out the West. I would kind of be shocked if the Nuggets made it out without Jamal, but I wouldn't want to play them necessarily if I was any of the you know good teams that we just mentioned. Uh, let's talk about Jokic real quick because I heard something that kind of grinded my gears uh, a little bit uh, yesterday, or I read something rather. Nick Wright said that Nikola Jokic will be the worst MVP that we've had in the NBA in the past 35 years. And I just want to say, honestly, for saying that Nikola has been balling the out for three years. Now he is an absolute dog. He's 25. Get off this man's back. 
because he is an absolute animal out there on the court, doing it without Jamal, making things happen. What the best, honestly, a top 10, one of my favorite players I've ever watched play in my 20 plus years of watching basketball. And don't sit here and tell me that there haven't been worse MVPs. Like we talk about the Russell Westbrook one all the time. Yeah, his stats were pretty good, but Jokic is putting up triple doubles too, and their team is freaking winning. And they don't even have a point guard. He's the point guard. He's a center. He's a point center. Get off this man's back. You're telling me that he's not a better MVP than Derrick Rose? Like, I love Derrick Rose. Jokic has been an absolute stud, 25 years old. Let the man live and win an MVP and just say, clap your hands, tip your hat. Why do you have to go after the man and say he's the worst MVP in the last 35 years? Listen, that doesn't even make sense to me, man. Harry, and I would like to hear your thoughts. Harry, completely agree with you. First of all, Nick Wright, I, and I'm a LeBron fan. I haven't listened to what Nick Wright has to say since LeBron was on the Cavs, <laughs> I think. Since LeBron came back and, and you know, the, the Cavs came back from 3-1 and beat the Warriors in the finals. I think that's the last time I really listened to this guy. And I'm a LeBron fan, and, you know, he loves LeBron. But I can't, I can't stand to listen to Nick Wright. I just... I'm gonna I didn't even listen. I just read that he it. said that, man. But I, I saw the article as well, and, and Nick Wright's credibility just keeps going down. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't agree with his article. I watched the Joker play this year, and I'm actually becoming more and more of a fan of his game just because, as you said, he's a center. But, man, he sees the court like LeBron at that position. It's, it's crazy how he just he'll, – he'll be on the post – and he can shift the defense, and the defense will shift. But he's two steps ahead, and there's a guy wide open that none of us saw, and you're just like, wow. So, listen, Joker, keep doing your thing. Keep balling. I love watching you play, and I'm going to love watching you play in the playoffs. Chris, I'll let you go, but I just want to say one thing. I honestly think he's the best passer I've ever seen, and that's and that's not a shot at LeBron. It's a very close toss-up between them two as – the two best passers I've personally watched play. I think Joker has it, and he's 25. I'll say it this way. Jokic, 100% deserves the MVP. Not even close. And Nick Wright, good for you for throwing out clickbait culture. Good for you. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. I like exactly. I like it. Tenacious, Nick Wright. Well done. Well done. You're, you're, really, you're, really, you're really scraping at the bottom of the barrel if you're trying to make it. So you're just throwing shade at Nikola Jokic for an MVP to get some clicks, man. Good on you. Keep it, keep up the good work, Nick. Let the man live. Let the man live. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Nick, right. Keep getting your bread. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep throwing, keep throwing these hot takes out there because you're going to get, you're going to keep getting money because of it. Skip's been doing it the whole time. And I love Skip. Keep going, man. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Let's stop harassing Nick Wright a little bit and move on to the uh, to the East real quick. I want to, Chris, I want your thoughts on this to start us off. Who are you most afraid to play as a Nets fan? Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I mean oh, oh, you know what? You know what? Don't say I, no I one. Gonna, Don't gonna, say no one no, 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 because no, no, that's no, no, not no. the answer. That's not a right. No, answer. I was gonna make it. I was gonna make a joke about the Knicks, but I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. That would be that, crazy, though. though. All right, all right. Wait, let me just though. let me just talk about. Let me just talk about this okay. real quick. Yeah, like by you. Way, you by, by the way, by the way, on a tangent, I like how everyone's light is really bright in the background. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, we're our lighting right now is just perfect. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, dude, if the Knicks and Nets played in a playoff series. You guys realize how crazy that would be in New York? 
It would be absolutely un- unreal. It would be unfreaking real if that happened. And it's more than possible. It it very well could happen. I don't know where are the Nets in the standings right now. They're still in second, right? Number two. Because I would I would I would think they would have to be number one. They would have to get to the one seed. And then it's then it's second round easily could happen. I don't know if it's possible for them to get to the one seed. I haven't looked at that closely at, at those standings, but Knicks play four or five against the Hawks. Could see us beat it, winning that series. You know, I mean it's not definite, but it's possible. And playing the Nets would just be awesome. Even if, you know, likely we lose that series. But man, if we could get like a game or two and make it exciting, it would be absolutely awesome. All right, Chris. I don't know what you're flicking right now, but uh, what you're doing, but well, I'm doing a great visual joke of putting the light over my head and acting like it's a light bulb, literally, for an idea. <laughs> so for an audio medium, I'm really a genius, really changing the game out here. Like Nick Wright. Yeah, you got that well audio, yeah, you got that audio, uh, <laughs> audio quality right now. <laughs> so to, to answer your question, the only team that I'd be afraid to play, the only team, the only team is the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid. There's no answer for him. There's no answer for him, but there's also no answer for Kevin Durant and James Harden and even Kyrie Irving on the offense, Kyrie on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, that's, that's it. It's, it is Joel Embiid. Can he put the team on his back? And I, and I got to tell you, Joel Embiid, if he's 100% healthy and on, then he is just as dominant of a force as any of those other three guys that we have on the nets. And he does it on the defensive end too. So that's the only team. But then again, I still think we take him in. I mean, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be kind and not too crazy and just say six. I'm going to say six. I'm going to say six. I wanted to say five, but that's a little, that's a little bit too. And you know what? Screw it. Five. We're taking them to five. That's it. We're on. So, Chris. Your team's been on uh, on national TV a lot lately. Kyrie and Kitty have been playing. Um, Kyrie isn't have to play. But, oh, just hear me out. Listen, I've been watching them play, and you, hey, listen, you know I've been I've been high on Kyrie all season. Seems like he's slowing down a little, but he did have a, what is it, forty five point performance the other night. Um, but he's he the consistent consistency has gone down a little bit. All, I, all I'm going to say is it seems like your team has trouble with big men. I don't know what it is. Blake tries to hold his own. I just don't think he's big enough. Um, and, you know, he's definitely lost speed at this age and this time in his career. DeAndre Jordan, I mean, he's just collecting the check on the sidelines and grabbing one or two boards every game. Um, Nick, uh, Nick Claxton, your boy, I think he's Speedy. too small still. Doesn't have enough size yet. He doesn't have that NBA IQ on the defensive end yet. He's got potential, but I don't think he's there yet. All of this with that getting James Harden back, which we talked about earlier. So, you know, he might be okay. He might be fine. But he also might be putting on some pounds. We don't really know. And I'm not trying to bash anyone. But listen, he hasn't been on the court. So game speed, endurance, all that matters in the playoffs when it's intense. We're going to have fans. And maybe not in the first round. Maybe y'all be fine in the first round. But listen, if y'all play the Heat, if somehow the Heat slip into seven, I think that's going to be a little battle for you guys. I'm not done. I'm not done. I don't see you guys slipping up in the first round. Second round. 
I've seen you play against the Bucks, and I've seen you play against Philly. I think they're going to be tough matchups. And if Ed Edmund decides to actually guard KD, it's going to be tough. I've seen, a, I've seen a couple matchups where the Greek freak is the only guy I've ever seen actually block Durant. He's the only guy that I've actually seen pose a threat on defense when it comes to Durant. So, and Drew Holiday, another one. I saw what he did Kyrie back last Sunday. You know, it wasn't looking too good for Kyrie. So, the Bucks. Yes, everybody's like, oh, you know, they're, they're probably not going to win. They're a good team. They just don't have enough. They're a good team. They might have enough. I think they might be the most dangerous team in, in the East that nobody's really, really talking about. We know the Bucs are good, but the acquisition of Tucker, they got the Greek freak. Uh, what's his name that's bowling out? Your boy, who you said should have been an all-star. Um, I, can't, I can't remember his name. Uh, Middleton. Middleton and Drew Holiday. And they have a solid bench. My boy, DiVincenzo, been bowling out all season, playing really good. So I don't think it's going to be an easy ride for you, for you guys. I, I know you've been rocking with the Nets all season, and you're over here making jokes here and there. But listen, man, I see it, and I call it how I see it. So, yo, a, yo, a Benz, let me say something real quick. You took the words right out of my mouth, man. I feel like... Every year, other year, the, when the Greek freak wins the MVP, right? Everybody's like, oh, yeah, they're the favorites in the East. Like, they were the one seed. They, the East has been humbled. They were, they, I think everybody is now, now he's got the chip. Now he's got something to play for. Now he didn't win the MVP, even though, despite putting up the same exact numbers he puts up every year, he wins the MVP. Now no one's talking about him for MVP. Now nobody believes in him. I don't know. That's, I, I think that's underrated in, in looking at somebody in the way that they might come out. And I totally agree. If I'm the Nets, I'm way more scared of what Giannis could potentially do than I am of Joel Embiid. As good as, 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 as good as Joel has been, as good as Joel has been, I just don't know. I mean, first of all, no one's stopping Giannis. His, he'll have 40 if he wants. And I agree that the rest of the team has been playing well. Chris Middleton, you know, he's not a match. He's not on the same level as a Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant. But yeah, the man was a borderline all-star this year, all-star last year. Um, and yeah, they got a good, just a, a, a solid team all around. Where they're weak is their other big men, I would say. That's like their biggest weakness. But to your point, who's stopping? I mean, Nick, who, who we got on for, for the Nets? We got Blake, Blake Griffin, a crippled Blake Griffin and, and Nick Claxton. And yeah, I don't know if that's enough. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eye to the to the Milwaukee Bucks this year, man. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep on them. You guys, you guys never cease to amaze me with this Nets hate. Everyone's hating on the Nets, okay? But trust There's me, no hate. I think on the this, favorites. On the this favorites. flat planet that we live on, according to the great Lord with the all-seeing eye, Kyrie, there will be no yeah. <laughs> the sage, the sage Lord. Okay, the sage master. There's no answer. There's no answer for them at the end of the day. Okay, I, you make a lot of great points. Okay, there are a lot of great points. Oh, well, Drew Holiday could be a good match against either Kyrie or James Harden. No, Giannis might have the length. Might have the length. I'm not going to say he does. Might have the length to match up with Kevin Durant. And you're saying about all these people individually and what their matchups are going to be. And then you forget that you have Mike D'Antoni and Steve Nash, 
crafting up an offense that's not going to just let them sit idle, sit idly by. (laughs) Sorry, Mike D'Antoni and Kyrie. Actually, sorry, you have Kyrie Irving, the coach, (laughs) scheming up an offense with his all-seeing eye to allow this team. They're not going to sit idly by. It's not just going to be Kevin Durant one-on-one trying to break down Giannis or Kyrie one-on-one all game trying to break down Drew Holiday or James Harden one-on-one all game trying to break down Drew Holiday. They have great shooters. I will say, at the center position, it's a wash. There's, there's, I can't say anything good about it. Like, DeAndre Jordan is not good anymore. Wonderful man, great human being. You know, like you said, A-Ben's collecting a check, possibly a ring. Congratulations, DeAndre. Well done. You know the right people. That Brazil Olympics treated you well to get on this team. Nick Claxton is our best guy in terms of what I see on a day-in, day-out basis. I don't want to address Blake Griffin outside of actually being able to be like somewhat of a solid initiator offensively for the team. And he can spot up for three occasionally and do some things here and there, but he doesn't, he doesn't wow me in general too. But at the end of the day, it's not about any of the others. Okay. And I'm surprised that Kyrie hasn't just flat out come out and say it too. This isn't about Nick Claxton. This isn't going to be about, this isn't going to be about Alizé Johnson. Okay. This isn't going to be about Joe Harris. This isn't going to be about anyone besides Kyrie, James Harden, and KD, and offensively, how do you stop them together? Not one-on-one, not, oh, this guy matched up with this guy, this guy with this guy, this guy with this guy. I hope you're right. We haven't seen them play together. Let me stop you real quick. We haven't seen them play together. And are they going to play? Are they all going to play? We have no idea. I'll tell you, they don't even need both of them. (laughs) They don't even need both. They 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 could get through the first round with one of those guys. Chris, I think you're, Chris, Chris, let me let me slow you down real quick. I think you're living under a rock right now. I'm living on the same flat planet we're all living on, Aben. Listen, listen, listen. You're in that honeymoon phase with this with this Nets team, but you, as well as I, know that playoff basketball is not the same as regular season basketball. Yes, you make a great point. They're not going to be going one on one most of the well. They're not going to be going one on one all the time, but most of the time they will because those are the type of players they are. Second, the injury bug. Kyrie, yes. James Harden. Year after year after year in the playoffs, the knickknack, the knickknack injuries, the knees, the ankles, the wrists, the fingers. Kyrie has constantly proven to have knickknack injuries when it comes to the playoff run. KD, another one, hasn't been able to stay healthy. And yes, we talk about. You know, these teams have uh, – these players have load management where they don't really have to play in the regular season. Let me tell you something. You got to play in the playoffs. You can't just sit a, a day off because you went into overtime or double overtime or you had a battle of a game and your body's a little sore, the hammy's feeling a little sore. No, it's the playoffs. You're going to play. So, God forbid, I'm not wishing ill will or injury on any of these players, but history tends to repeat itself, and the injury bug – always affects someone in the playoffs. I'm not going to say it's going to be the Nets, but hey, if you got to get through the Bucks and the 76ers on your way to get to the finals, and then you have to play another tough team in the finals, it's, it's going to be tough. Now, I'm not saying they can't get there. I'm just going to say it's not as easy as you think it's going to be. I'll say this too, real quick. All these teams, all these LeBron teams, you know, that, that we've seen over the past 10 years make the finals, 
none of them did it on their first or they've made it, but none of them won the finals their first year. The, the Heat team, the Cavs team, the Lakers team, every team he's gone to that's gone to the finals and they're putting together a quote unquote super team hasn't won the first year. And it doesn't mean that the Nets won't, but I agree with A-Benz. It's not a, it's, this isn't a walk in the park. This isn't, we got each game in four Kobe, you know, uh, Lakers. Oh, through Oh two, whatever season that was where they won like 15 of, or 15 or 16 and one in the playoffs, whatever it was. But I agree with a Benz. It's not a walk in the park. They're going to lose games. They're, they're going to go down in a series. I would bet money. If that's enough, if that's a line, I would bet money on that. They're going to lose a game one or maybe like go down two one in a series. They're gonna get um, I wouldn't be shocked. Shot. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a walk in the park. This is no cakewalk for them. And let me say something else too, real quick. 1999, 22 years ago, the New York Knicks eight seed made the NBA finals. So let's not be shocked at what goes on in another, because that was a short season. That was a 50 game season. Let's not be shocked, too shocked about what happens in this shortened season, man. Harry, I have been held down as a Nets fan for too Tied long. Up. Tied okay. up. I have, Tied I haven't had a real chance at a championship. And now is the time. And guess what? I'm going <laughs> to let it fly, baby. I'm going to let it fly. Okay. No, don't, you know, you know you who know you're why? talking to. You know who you're talking to. I, don't feel, I don't feel bad fly. for you. You should don't feel bad for me, okay? We've had, we had decades, decades of mediocrity. Even decades of it. Who are you talking okay? to, bro? The worst team. You guys, you guys have a championship in the past. In Guess what? Guess what, though? In 1970. Our, but you guys haven't had a team stolen out of your backyard and move across two hours. <laughs> Here's the bottom line, Harry, okay? Stolen. That's championship. It's on. They'll never do that to the Knicks. Oh my God. Yeah, they'll never it's move the Knicks on Jersey. They would never. Um, oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I understand. Yeah, this, this is a struggle. Andreas and Joyzy. They took they took they took the team right from your backyard, didn't they? From my backyard <laughs> in the Meadowlands, where I go to tailgate and drink beers. Shout out Coors Light if you want to sponsor us. Shout out Miller Light if you want to sponsor us. Either way, I'll drink it all. But guess what? This is the year, Harry, okay? This team has the makings in its bones, and you can feel it. Kyrie has saged the Barclays Center, and this team is cleansed. And I told you on the first podcast, so people understand the joke, but I said that I would relentlessly back Kyrie this whole year. And guess what? That's what I'm going to do right here, because we live on a flat earth. Chris, And this is going to be an earth dominated by KD. James Harden and Kyrie Irving, our Lord and Savior. Oh, Let's no. Go. Oh, no. Chris, shout out the Montclair Kimberly Academy. Chris, I'm going to say something to you. I'm going to say, I'm going to say something to you that, that only a good friend would say to another good friend that he sees just getting into, you know, a terrible <laughs> relationship, just too many, too high expectations. Man, I just don't want to see you get hurt. Dude, like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Kanye because, West right now. You are, Nothing can tie me down. I'm like, because Kanye you are West, either going, you're Dogecoin right now. You're either going to the moon or you're falling to zero real freaking quick and nobody's going to see it coming. But, uh, hey, yo, hey, all to all, all props to you for being so optimistic. But I've learned quickly as a New York sports fan, not just Knicks, that you can't be optimistic with these guys. You gotta, you gotta make, you gotta give them, you gotta give them piece of, piece of your mind. You gotta tell them they ain't, they ain't good enough. They're not good enough. They need that shit. Chris. <laughs> to, to add to Harry's, to Harry's uh, rebuttal, hey, listen, bro, 
I, I don't want you to be under this rock. And at, at least I'm warning you of the things that could come. And I don't want you to just fall in love and then go put a ring on it. And then you're at the altar and they're not there. You know, you're so, already married. <laughs> you're definitely going to be watching the finals. So you'll be at the altar. But when it comes to put the, the ring, time to put the ring on, will they be there? I don't know. I just want to prepare you. But hey, listen, man, I understand your pain. You're talking to two diehard Nick fans. Here's what's right. going to happen. We're winning the chip. I'm going to have a great celebration. There's going to be a Vuv Clicquot bottle just opened up I will be on there. this podcast. I will be there. And I'm going to be hyped. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. And then guess what? Sign me up. I want to be on a yacht. I want to be on a And then guess what? We're going to do it all again next year, too. <laughs> all right. All right. You guys are going to be talking about the enough. same thing. That's Injury that's concerns enough. and that's this enough. and that. That's, that's enough. All right. All right. Well, well, until then, until then, we got a lot to talk about next time for sure, too. But, you know, keep an eye on those final four or five games going on this week. Uh, we'll, so, so we'll wait, come here. back on next week. I, I want to ask one more question. Something? Yeah, I just want to ask one more question, and then, I, ahead, and then you, got, you got what you got to do. Right now, finals MVP, who is it? Finals MVP, like in the finals or like... Like who's winning the finals and who's the MVP? Like who do you got? I mean, I know Chris, Kevin Durant, Nets, but... No, Kyrie Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, Lord and Savior. Wow. Kyrie Irving, Lord and Savior. Wow. You know what? You You heard it here first. It's going to be Anthony Davis. Good night. Oh, oh, no shot, bro. I got LeBron. All right. Hey, Benz, what do you got to say? Can we all agree the same way we agreed in the West that it's the Clippers, the Suns, the Utah, and, and damn it, put the Lakers in there. I, I know they might be in the playoff playing game, but talent wise, it, those are the four teams that we're going to see in, uh, in, the, in the second round. Um, East is a little different, though. I mean, I think the Bucks are going to be in there in the wait, second wait, wait, round. Wait. Time, time out, time out. I, I just want to point out that the Lakers probably will have to play one of the three teams that you just mentioned in the first oh, round. One of those. So, East, Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. <laughs> East, though, can we agree? Okay, it's probably going to be the Bucks, the Nets, and then Sixers. And who's the fourth seed? The Knicks. Are the Knicks going to be in the second round? They very well could be. They so. very well could be. I think all so. Right. I think so. And that's what I want to say. I just want to say that my Knicks, as long as they hold ground in these last four games against the Lakers, the Hornets, the Boston Celtics, I forgot who the other team is, will be the fourth seed and will probably be in that uh, second round. So, hey, big shout out to Tibbs and the Knicks and Julius Randle and his mother. Awesome. All right, boys, boys, everyone listening. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. And yeah, let's go Knicks. Let's do it.